Hey, Glassers. Wee-oo, wee-oo. Max Fun Drive 2023 is almost over, and it won't happen again until next year. Wow. It has been a week and a half already. A long mm-hmm. week and a half. We've given out so many book recommendations. We've we sure reached have. many of our goals. Stay tuned to the first break where we talk about our goals and what we have reached and what we're looking to reach by tomorrow. This whole thing ends tomorrow. So you only have one more day to join Maximum Fun. Well, no, you can join all year. Join and get all of the perks of joining during the fun drive. You get to help us make the show, but you also get gifts. You get access to all sorts of members-only Glasser content, including our Slack channel, our Zoom parties, our bonus content. And if you want to participate in all the fun events and all of the behind-the-scenes stuff and, and you get gifts, you go to MaximumFun.org join to join or upgrade. That's MaximumFun.org. Slash join. 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 You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. And hey, this is an episode during our very, very fun, very special Maximum Fun <laughs> Drive. We are telling you the best books to get you out of a book slump. And also giving a little advice to a grad student, which is going to be exciting and mm-hmm. fun here and controversial. Keep, oh, tune in for the controversial, spicy advice. It won't be controversial. Um, but uh, yeah. First, what are you reading? Yep. <laughs> I'm reading a book that's a little out of my wheelhouse, and I wanted to talk about it because it's. I started it thinking ah, I'll read a couple pages and just see what happens here. And wow, I really like this book. It's called the. Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia. Oh, is this a fairies book? Yeah. Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies by Heather Fawcett. I keep seeing people talk about this. Okay. I'm not a big fantasy reader. Mm -hmm. Strict fantasy. I usually like a little sci-fi in my fantasy. Yeah. Uh, But this book, what a goddamn joy. Like, I have just had the greatest time. So it takes place in, like, the early 1900s, and it has about this um, Cambridge professor, Emily Wilde, and she is an expert at fairies. She knows all about fairies. She She's constantly, it's all written from her perspective, like as in a journal, which I love. I love a journal type book that's yeah. written like she's going, and and in the journal, she does, she annotates her own journal where she's like, here's what I'm talking about here. And she gives you all these, these, uh, like it's written like, you know, with, with references to other things, other fairy stories or true fairy facts that she knows that were re- the researcher, blah, blah, blah. I did that, da, 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 da. you know, like that kind of thing. Very cute. And she's very like not good at people. Like she's not a people person. She's, she's a fairy person. Not good at social situations. She never, she's already offended these people. She goes to this Northern town in Norway. I'm pretty sure it's in Norway. I'm sorry if it's not in Norway, but it's very far North and it's a very small town. And she offends the people immediately. Cause she's just like not good at, at figuring out social norms uh but she's great at fairies knows a lot about fairies and um uh she has to kind of figure things out and then also this other professor who's like super handsome and pretty charming shows up and he's he's really good at like charming people which really is kind of frustrating to her uh and starts to like make her uh research hard he shows up as well he has a secret which is an interesting way to 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 write a book because it's all from her perspective so she's like i think this thing about him and you don't know if it's true or not and that's really interesting but it's just a really like fun book to read and the setting is like cold and there's all these people who are kind of like oh yeah we live with the folk they all call them the folk you know and they're like uh they they don't really want people coming in and like 
causing a disruption. Oh my God, this um, looks so good. It's such, I'm having such a good time and I'm enjoying it. It's not a real encyclopedia, but she's writing an encyclopedia. So don't think you're going to open it up and it's an encyclopedia. But there's- Do you a, think someone who really is into fairies bought this book and was like, damn it. <laughs> there's a book in here. I wanted pictures of fairies. encyclopedia. It reminds me a little bit of, um, there's a Joe Walton book about fairies it reminds me of. And then there's also that one about dragons in the early 1900s. Do you remember this book? It's called oh, like- Marie, by uh, something, maybe Marie Brennan? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, Natural History of Dragons. dragons. Good oh. job, Mallory. Wow, that's a, such a skill set. And I love <laughs> that Natural History of Dragons book because it's just like kind of a weird, mm-hmm. like old timey lady trying to figure out dragons. <laughs> What more can you need? This one is about fairies. Same thing. This it's, sounds I'm, so fucking uh, good. It's just such a joy. Uh, what are you reading? I am reading a book that got me out of an audiobook slump. Oh, nice. I don't know if, if Glasters ever do this where, like, I got a few audiobooks from a li- from the library and I would read, like, you know, 20 minutes of this one, hour of that one. and But neither of them were, like, catching my attention. And then this one came up. Um, it's called Over My Dead Body, Unearthing the Hidden History of America's Cemetery by Greg Melville. It's narrated by Will Tulin. And I started it, and I, like, was late for something because I didn't want to get out of bed. Ah. And it's just so great. It's, like, a history of American cemeteries and how you can really chart like a country or people's history through their cemeteries and like why people bury their dead and how you can like track a lot of like oppression in America through like who gets buried and how they get buried and it's so good Hmm. like uh the part that I'm on now is he's like doing a deep dive into um the cemeteries at um uh Monticello because like you know Jefferson was not a great guy and uh uh, the ways that different types of people are buried on that land uh, really shows you how terrible Jefferson was. And uh, it's just so fucking fascinating. And like, I was just going to listen to it because I like spooky shit. But like I'm getting it's like the, the best kind of like micro history where all of a sudden you're getting you're seeing the world from this very weird different angle that you would never have thought to look at it from. Uh, and it's so interesting and it's so great. Uh, so that's Over My Dead Body uh, by Greg Melville and narrated by Will Tulin. And mine is Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies by Heather Fawcett. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Roxanne wrote in to say, I just wanted to thank Amy, the Little Free Library steward, who wrote about the project she was involved in to place Little Free Libraries at the SeaTac airport. I originally wrote in with the reader problem of wanting to leave books in the airport public spaces. Oh, okay, great. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. I was so fucking excited to hear this and definitely will be looking into how I can become involved and help install more Little Free Libraries I and airports. That. Great, Roxanne. Yeah. That's so, what this a great is really idea. cool. Yeah, that's such a good idea. One of the little free libraries by my house is gone now, and it's very <gasps> sad because it was a place I dropped off books quite a bit. It was in a park, and I wonder, I, I feel like sometimes it was getting trashed, sadly. Mm. We needed a better steward. Maybe the steward got tired. I don't know what happened there. Maybe someone killed the library. No, oh, no. Uh, Amber wrote in and said, I just wanted to thank you for answering my reader question about rating memoirs at the end of the last episode. Oh, yes. Hey. Uh, and a huge thank you to Chelsea Devantes for weighing in. Chelsea did such a great job. It was yeah. so cute, and what a great answer, and a very thoughtful answer. Mm-hmm. Um, your responses were helpful in thinking about rating memoirs and being absolved of my book guilt by y'all was an honor. You Ooh. are absolved. You are absolved. <laughs> uh, so Justine wrote in to say, I just started listening to your podcast a couple of weeks ago. I'm so glad there's such a huge backlog to dig into. Now over 300 episodes. <laughs> I too used to be a book devourer until I started grad school in 2019. Folks, when I say we get episodes or folks, when I say we get emails about grad school so much, I'm not joking. Like, 
it is one of the things we get emailed about the most. Uh, Justine says the grad school slump started at the same time that COVID shut down all the book readings, poetry slams, and open mics I used to go to every week. Mm. I since moved to a town where I can't seem to find a literary community, even at the library. Mm. I haven't written any poetry or been able to finish a book since I completed my master's in 2021. But thanks to your podcast and just hearing other people be excited by books again, I've finally been able to write again. I still haven't finished a book yet, but I just checked out a blind date with a book from the library and I can't wait to dive in. Hell yeah. That's the whole reason we yeah. do this show. This is I get up in the morning for this stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, I love this so much. This makes me so happy. Uh, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month, you can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. And before we recommend slump-busting books, we're going to take a quick break. Hey. Hey, you. Yeah, you. You like getting presents, right? Oh my God, I love getting presents. Everybody loves presents. Well, right now you can get presents and help me and Bria make the show. And you get our eternal love and gratitude. Yeah, it's Max Fun Drive right now till tomorrow. This is it, y'all. This is the last call to help us make this show. You know, we write, record, produce, edit this show all by ourselves. We get to do all the sorts of weird stuff. You know, on Monday, we sat around and talked about gargoyle erotica. That is what we, we sure did. We, I'll never forget it. We chose to do live on Instagram. It was very fun. Um, and the Maxton Drive is underway right now. And you can support Reading Glasses for as little as $5 a month. Or you can upgrade your existing membership. So at $5 a month, you get all our bonus episodes. You get access to our Slack channel. You get a personalized book recommendation. You get all the anticipated books episodes. The new one, which the first one of which just dropped on Monday and people are loving it. And you get invites to our Zoom parties. Yeah. And personalized book recommendations. And guess what? We're doing those live this afternoon, Mm -hmm. today, that you're listening. And tomorrow, today, it's at 5 p.m. PST. Join us today or tomorrow. We're doing the last call for book recommendations. That starts at 4 p.m. PST. And we'll try to get through as many as possible, hopefully all of them. But y'all should get by today because that way we won't have time to actually do your book recommendation. So do it soon. <laughs> People are loving these. They they want to know all sorts of stuff. They're like, oh, give me those fantasy books. Give me those non-horse Retellings. books. Give me we those. We got your retellings. We got your queer books. We got your witch books. The hottest new recommendation request for this year is Animals Seeking Revenge. And you know what? We got those books too. We got them. But Bria, what happens if someone signs up at the $10 level? If someone signs up at the $10 level, that's a great question. They get the Bury Me With My TBR tombstone sticker it's reusable it's vinyl it's purple it is only available during the maximum fun drive and if you like this sticker which go to our instagram you can see it it's so cute cute. if you like this so much then you should give our join today because this is the only time you can get it this is the only time of year yep and what if they give it the 20 dollar level well you get options Either you get the Maximum Fun Culinary Kit. and all. Also, whenever you get a tier, you get all the stuff at the previous tier. So you get all the stuff beforehand, but you also either get the Culinary Kit, which includes the Max Fun Family Cookbook, where we, me and Bria, submitted the funny, funniest possible recipe for a cookbook. There's all kinds of great non-funny recipes in there. You get uh, the Bespoke Maximum Fun or maximum flavor spice blend. So you can add that's all, all sorts of boosts of flavors to all your meals. Maximum and you amount. get the colorful 
the maximum amount of flavor to almost too much flavor, <laughs> illegal amounts of flavor. And if you don't cook, maybe you're like me and you're like, I'm not going to use that because I just drink Soylent and eat tuna out of a can. That's fine. You can opt for the colorful Maximum Fun Drive Rocket Logo hat instead. It's an embroidered, eco-friendly cap. It has an adjustable back and will keep you cool and shade out on all those podcast walks. When we've been doing these live book recommendations, sometimes we pull people on and they're in the middle of their podcast walk right then and there. Mm -hmm. If they had a nice maximum fun rocket hat it would keep them nice and cool yeah and people would know they were cool mm-hmm. so many great gifts so folks you love Bria and i maybe we've given you a great book recommendation maybe we have given you some advice that's changed your reading life will you please sign up to support us at one of these levels again right now you got about 24 hours left mm -hmm. to sign up for to support the show it really means the world to us we put so much work into the show and we just could not tell you how much we appreciate the people who love the show so much they want to help us make it. So uh, go to MaximumFun.org slash join to support and uh, help us make reading glasses. But Bria, there's one more exciting thing. Yeah. In case you missed the big news, Maximum Fun is becoming an employee-owned co-op. That means that you as a member, you're not only enjoying your favorite shows like ours, you're also directly supporting a team of real live individual people who work behind the scenes at Maximum Fun to make it all happen. You're not supporting one boss. You're supporting an employee-owned co-op. So will you go to MaximumFun.org slash join to join and support Reading Glasses? Also, anyone signing up or upgrading gets us closer to our goals and the drive. Again, like Mallory said, 24 more hours. That's it. That's all you got. You're going now or you're not going. So you may as well go now. Go to MaximumFun.org slash join to join and support reading glasses. That's MaximumFun.org slash join. 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 This week, it's Maximum Fun Drive. Woo! Woo! So we're bringing you an extra special episode packed with books that are almost guaranteed to bust you out of even the toughest book slump. These books are from lots of different genres, but what they've all got in common is that they're going to make you excited about reading again. Yes. We got you covered. All right, Bria, what is your first pick in your arsenal of slump busting? Okay, first I have to say, these are part me, like, thinking about what I've recommended and what have worked from people, but this is also part autobiographical. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of mine are autobiographical. It's books that actually helped me. My first pick is very specific, and I'm going to say it definitely is a theater event, so if you aren't into that, it may not be for you. This may not be the slump buster for you, but I wanted to shout it out because it's a book I don't get to talk about too much. It's called 100 Essays I Don't Have Time to Write on Umbrellas and Sword Fights, Parades and Dogs, Fire Alarms, Children, and Theater by Sarah Rule. And this book ruled. You like that pun? <laughs> um, I, it, I'm suggesting, suggesting it because the essays are like one pages each. Mm -hmm. So it's just a very simple book to read. And... It's easy to get through, like, because I feel like what's happening with a lot of people is that they just are having trouble focusing on something. Yep. But I think you can focus on one page. You yep. can get through one essay. And then you can read it and be like, I read an essay. And that will feel good and maybe motivate you to read more. And I'm not saying you should sit down and read this book start to finish. But I was really busy at a time, and I read this when I was shooting something. And it was just kind of like, uh, it was when I was acting and something. And I read it, like, kind of in between, like, when I could go back and hang out not on set. And it just helped me to, like, stay motivated about reading and let my mind focus on something. Because I knew at the time I was not going to be able to read a thousand-page book. I needed something short. Mm -hmm. So a one-page essay, 
I can do it. I know I can read a one-page essay. Could I read a 30-page essay? No, I do not think so. Not at that time. <laughs> and this was super helpful. So um, this is a weird one, but I think if you love, I mean, I liked it because I did have some theater stuff and some acting stuff, so it was interesting to me. But it's also generally about like art and and things about art. And also the great thing is it's one page essay. If you don't like it, skip on to the next one. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, what's your first pick to bus slumps? I, I'm picturing this episode like an anime episode where like you and I are flying through the air and throwing books to bust people's slumps. <laughs> yes. I don't know why I think about a slump as like a big shapeless creature. Oh, interesting. I think of it as a hill, but for no reason except I think it sounds like the word slope. Yeah. Well, maybe it's like a hill with eyes. <laughs> oh, great. The okay. hills do have eyes okay. and they're book slumps. <laughs> <laughs> There's slumps in those hills. <laughs> uh, so I also want to say that the books that I'm choosing are also autobiographical these are have yeah. busted slumps for me and I think they'll bust slumps for yeah. you so my first book is a book that I talked about in our newsletter recently and I'm glad I'm getting a chance to talk about it on the show uh, it's the Newtown Librarian by Kathy Anderson and I 100% got it because the tagline said she's here she's queer she's the new librarian and I was Cute. like done that's all I need to know and it only got better from there so this is a character book for sure so if you're a person who really loves character books uh you are gonna inhale this i read it in one night uh it's about a woman who gets a job as the head librarian in a small new jersey town and has to revitalize the library while dealing with all kinds of wacky small town characters the very horny but also very sexy butch deli owner and her very nosy italian landlady um it's just so fucking funny and it's so fun and it really busted me out of a slump because like the stakes are very low Mm. and it's very heartwarming and I just loved her so much like she gets the job because she lives in Philly and she's like drunk off wine one night and stressed out from her job and like just applying to jobs and random places for like to pass the time and she lands one and like I was just you love her immediately and you're rooting for her and you're like really invested in her trying to revitalize this tiny little library it's just so much fun and uh I love it so much I I got it from the library or no I got it from NetGalley and then I immediately bought it because I loved it so much uh what is your next slump buster oh I'm gonna go with the buzzy book because here's my theory if you're a person where you're like I'm just in a slump but would help you to talk to people about a book there's Like, maybe if there's a book that's buzzy and a lot of people are reading it and now they're going to make it into a show or a movie or something, um, that could be helpful. And So I'm going to recommend one that just came out last year, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. I just recommended this to somebody who doesn't read a ton of novels, is much more into comics, and he absolutely loved it too. Um, But I think what really works is if you are also a person who reads a lot of genre like me, and sometimes I'm like, wow, space again. I'm going to go read this once more. Space. Another hey. haunted house. Uh, like, it's just like I feel like I'm reading kind of the same book over and over. This book feels genre adjacent because it has gaming in it, and you yeah. do not have to be a gamer to read this book at all. The gaming, it's all about, like, career and relationships and things like that. And it is a literary fiction book, but it has, like, enough genre in it to where you're like, oh— this feels like a genre book, but it doesn't feel like I'm reading hard sci-fi. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's literary fiction for sure. Um, and for me, it just was like a real, like, like I got hit with a bolt of lightning while, while reading this. And I listened to it. And it was just such a wonderful uh, uh, change of pace for me. And everyone I've told about this book has really, like, at least walked away with, like, a strong opinion about it. Yeah. You know, like, finished it, thought it was interesting in some way, shape, or form. Uh, what's your next bu- book's slump buster? What? Slumper. Slumpster. Slump. Slump buster. Anti-slump. Ooh, we're anti-slump. We're anti-slump. You know I love a thriller or a mystery for slump busting. I've been wanting to read this book. You would love this book. Yeah. 
Uh, so my second pick is The Ice House by Minette Waters. Uh, it's about a woman whose husband mysteriously disappeared a number of years ago, and now she lives with her two best friends in a giant rural mansion, and the town has always thought that she murdered her husband, and the town, like, can't handle her. They're like, is she a witch? Is she a lesbian? Is she a lesbian witch? Like, what? what is this? What's up with this lady? Uh, and uh, a landscaper finds a dead body on her property and suspicions get stirred up again. Because wow. as soon as they find out about it, the town is like, oh, it's got to be her husband. Oh, they found the murdered body. But the body is so decomposed, it's hard to identify. Is the body her husband? Is it somebody else? Wow. Were, was she involved at all? What's going on? I love this book so much. It's a great small town book, but I also, I feel like a great book to get you out of a slump is a book that as soon as you hear the premise you want to know what's going to happen yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like oh i want to find out what's happening next mm-hmm. so even even before you open the thing you are curious and you are interested and this book is perfect for that and it's just so much fun i fucking loved it um what is your next one i feel like i always am recommending novellas so i wanted to recommend because the whole thing i think with a book slump is that sometimes you're just like oh my god i just don't want to finish any of these books and if you finish one book you'll be like i can finish a book yes. i can do it yes. i did it she did it um and so a novella that this is on the long side of novellas it's like 206 pages or something mm-hmm. but it's one we people always want to you can co-recommend this with me if you yeah. want people always want another book like this yeah. It's, um, this is How You Lose the Time War by Max Gladstone and Amal El Motar, past guest of the show. You know, you don't want to read that thousand-page world-building book. This book builds that world in 200 pages mm-hmm. and completes it, and you will get through it, and it's a quick, quick read. So you'll feel like you did something, and it will, uh, uh, yeah, I think that this will help people who love genre books, but they're not ready to get in, build a whole new world. You don't want to reread, you don't want to reread Crescent City because you're like, <laughs> Crescent City is my go-to for, like, the world-building because there's so much world-building yeah. in it. Um, this is just a short book that you can get through, but has like a fun, like speculative fiction, uh, uh, aspect to it. What you got? Uh, well, another thing we frequently recommend besides novellas is graphic novels. Uh, great for slumps, great slump busting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm also thinking about is like Drano. Cause like, it's okay. a clump buster. I see. Yes. Okay. These are Drano for your brain. Uh-huh. Brano. Um, I'm, I'm recommending The Princess and the Dressmaker by Jen Wong. Uh, this is a historical YA romance graphic novel. So it's got a lot of cool wheelhouse shit and it is cute as fuck. It is so much fun. It is so adorable and sweet and you will inhale it and you will want to read more books like it immediately. Um, I think good slump busting books are titles that will leave you, like you said, with a lot of reading inertia. Like you get through a, a novella, you get through a graphic novel and you'll like, you'll inhale this and be like, I can do anything. Mm-hmm. It's like when you start at the gym and you're like, oh, well, I can lift 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then you want to lift more because that 10 pounds felt easy. Yeah. Um, so graphic novels are great. And you you have one for your next one. I do. I chose one too. It's a great way for people to bust a slump. Oh, this I, is a good one I too. was thinking about palate cleansers. And then I was like, oh, what about Chew? <laughs> that book <laughs> Chew so by funny. John Lehman, art by <laughs> Rob Guillory. Um, uh, it's about a detective who gets psychic impressions uh, from anything he eats, including people. And he uses that to solve cases, and it's very strange and weird. And I was also thinking about procedurals are kind of things that are easy to think about, and you're like, oh, it's a case. It has a beginning, middle, and end. It's solved by the end. Mm -hmm. That's why people love watching, you know, NCIS or CSI, because, like, you know it's going to end. You know it's going to have a conclusion or poker face. You know, it's a new one, obviously. Um, But uh, this is the same thing, where there's cases, they end. You know what's going to you know what's going to happen. You was going to have to take a little, a little sample, a little bite sample to figure out <sighs> what is happening. This is a fun one. I haven't reread it in a while, but I, I remember really liking it when I read it years ago. Uh, so my next pick is some literary fiction. So uh, if you need, 
If you're just too burnt out for world building, this one's got you covered. Uh, it's Queenie by Candace Cardi Williams. Uh, it is about a young woman in London whose life in a career, mental, romantic, and physical way is a fucking mess. Uh, <laughs> she keeps making terrible decisions until she hits rock bottom. And then she starts to get her life together. And the whole way you are laughing and crying and screaming along with her, you're rooting for her. It's really funny and really compelling. And it's the perfect book to read if you're feeling stressed and it, and feel like you can't get it together. Like it's a slump book that gets into the slump with you and then helps you pull, pull you out. Because if you're like, uh, I'm just so stressed. My life is a mess. Like I, I can't even read a book. Like this character, she's got you. Mm-hmm. She feels the same way. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's also, it's just great. I, I, uh, I read this during the pandemic and it was a really great book to distract me and uh, kind of get me out of that weird slump we all got into in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your next one? Okay, we kind of technically retired this book, but it's another person who would also get into the slump with you, which is Samantha Irby. Oh, yeah. Wow, no thank you, really helped me at one point. Yeah. And like, it's another essay book. I'm bringing up essays a lot. I think because I read so much fiction that like sometimes I'm like, man, I gotta read something that's not fiction. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to read something that is an essay. And so uh, and so this is one that really did help. Um it's funny. You can't put it down. I, at the time, I had just started a bunch of books and I couldn't finish. And this yeah. one, I felt like Samantha Irby wouldn't judge me if I started a book and no. didn't finish it. And furthermore, would probably think it was funny somehow. And so she would sit on the couch next to you, eating snacks. Yeah, and watching you know bad TV with you, mm-hmm. and would not make you feel bad about yourself. And there's something about how relatable she is that made me really feel better about myself. Yep. So I think this is a really great book if you're feeling like that. Mm-hmm. What's your last one for the break? Uh, it's another category that's great for slump busting. It's YA books. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not sleep on middle grade and YA books if you're in a slump. Uh, they're usually shorter, which can make them easier to get into, and uh, therefore they're great for slump busting. There is so much great literature in YA and middle grade, uh, and I'm going to choose past guest of the show, Keep This to Yourself by Tom Ryan. Uh, it's a queer YA thriller that I loved. It's about a young man who lives in this small coastal town that was terrorized by a serial killer the year before. And his best friend was the serial killer's last victim. And uh, at the beginning of the book, he finds a note that his best friend left him the night that he was killed. And he's just finding it now. Uh, And the main character ends up launching his own investigation into the serial killer and what happened to his best friend. And he stirs up all these secrets, both in his friend group and in the town. Uh, It'll suck you right in. It's so well written. It's so fun. It's just like when you need a book that like, you doesn't need some ramp up time. You know what I mean? This book is like from page one. It's like, all right, come on, let's go. And it is, oh, it's so good. Uh, so before we recommend more slump busters, we're going to take a quick break. Bria, how many hours of work go into a single episode of Reading Glasses? So many hours of work from us, so many hours from Sean. And we do that Every single week, we are here writing these episodes, producing these episodes, coming up with stuff to talk about. We're doing bonus episodes with y'all who are glassers. We're looking at the Slack. We're looking at the Grams. We're looking at, there's only one Gram. I don't know why I said two. Grams. Uh, we're looking, <laughs> we're we're answering all of your emails. And y'all, we even forgot to take a week off last week, last year. Mallory reminded me of this, that she was like, oh, sh- yep. we didn't even take a week off. We did it every single week on top of our mm-hmm. other jobs. And the only reason we're able to keep doing it is because we have incredible supporters. Thanks to them. Maybe, maybe you. We can afford to devote so much time to reading glasses. It helps us pay our bills. And most importantly, it helps us stay independent and keep total control over the show. 
So you all the weird snack and bookmark talk gets to stay. Mm-hmm. You pay for your movies, you pay for your music, you pay for your books. Means the world to us when our listeners decide to do the same for their favorite podcasts. Yeah. So the 2023 Maximum Fun Drive, it's almost over, y'all. It's over. And like, depending on when you're listening to this, it ends on Friday. So right now, you can go to MaximumFun.org slash join to join and support reading glasses for as little as $5 a month, or you can upgrade your existing membership. And so for just $5 a month, not only do you help us make the show, but you get access to the Slack channel, access to the Zoom parties, access to the anticipated books episodes. So much access. You get so much access. You get all our bonus content, all those bonus episodes, and you get your own personalized book recommendation or a gift recommendation for someone. You just got to email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com and send us proof of your membership and what kind of book you want. And this year, we're doing even more things, more goals, more personal goals. So we already reached 100 people new or upgrading members. We did a Gargoyle Erotica book club. It was very fun. sure did. We also reached 200, which means Mallory and I are both going to learn the reading Rainbow song on the slide whistle. I, yep, I don't sure think, are. Wait, so we're going to have to do that. Wow, the hours that it's going to take us both people who... Mallory, do you play, play a musical instrument? Nope. Okay, <laughs> this is going to be fun. Uh, we got to 300, which means we are going to do a Twitch uh, live stream. Sorry if you tried to tune into that last Saturday. We had a mishap, but don't worry. We're on it, and we're going to play Monster Prom very soon, which yep. will be very fun. What we're trying to get to now... To get a readathon, everyone loves the readathon. We set a time, we check in with y'all, we read all day. It's a good excuse to read. Mallory, what are we trying to get to now? Live book trivia show, baby. We're really excited about book trivia, and we know that a lot of you are too. And we may or may not be roping in some uh, some special guests from Maximum Fun or some authors that we know to help us with the book trivia. And then Mallory, what's one of the biggest things we're trying to get to? Right now, you can help us get to 700 new upgrading or boosting members, and we're going to do a freaking live event in L.A. Yeah. I already got a plan for it. It's going to be so much fun. You get to hang out with me and Bria. You get to hang out with Glassers. We're all going to talk about books and hang out. It's going to be so much fun. But we need 700 new boosting or upgrading members to get there. We're getting close, but we need your help, which is why right now you need to go to MaximumFun.org join. Will you please? Join and support us. Help us make reading glasses every week. You can sign up for as little as $5 a month or upgrade your existing membership. And anyone signing up or upgrading to any level gets us closer to these goals. Even if you're just boosting a couple of dollars a month, that gets us closer to the live event, to the book club, to the trivia show. Drive is almost over. You got only a couple, what? You got a day, Bria, just a day left. That's it. So go right now to MaximumFun.org slash join to join and support reading glasses. Join. Join. Okay, we are back with more books that will scruff you and haul you out of your book slump. Bria, what is your first pick? First pick back? I was trying to think of different types of books. Like, so maybe if you're if you're having trouble with nonfiction and fiction, you're like, everything feels hard. Um, I was thinking a book uh, that is a novel in verse would be interesting. That's a good and, idea. And um, I've read a few of these that I liked. Um, what I'm going to recommend is Jane Yolen's Finding Baba Yaga. Um, it's basically like poetry-like prose. And you can get through a whole book. You get through that thing fast. You can not feel... All slumped out. All, <laughs> all slumpy. Over slumped. Uh, we're just going to come up with different ways to say this. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I think, you know, it obviously has Baba Yaga, so it's something people are familiar with. If you uh, like 
uh, folklore and things like that. So something, I think, trying to get out of the reading mode that you're in will really help, and maybe a novel in verse could help. Uh, what's, what's your next one? Uh, my next pick is a literary fiction book that I absolutely loved from last year. This almost made my top books of the year. Uh, it's Trespasses by Louise Kennedy. So this is a language uh, and character book, and it really hauled me out of a reading slump, which I was very surprised about because language and character are not my top doorways. Um, but this book is just so well written. I fell right into it. It takes place in Northern Ireland during the Troubles. And it's about this young woman who gets embroiled in an affair with an older man who works as a barrister and he defends IRA members. Um, so if you love small town drama, political intrigue, spicy affairs, and beautiful writing, this book is for you. Like there's a twist in this book that made me gasp out loud. Wow. It is so good. And it's just like, it's a very quiet book. Um, so again, if you are, you just aren't ready to go into a scary house or space or you, you want something that's just like really quiet. Uh, this is, this is perfect. It's so good. Uh, what is your next one? I wanted to do a queer book. I know you've already named a couple because sometimes maybe you're reading a book and you're like, I'm just not relating to this character. Like, yes. you know, maybe it's because you're queer and you're reading a lot of straight characters, which I is a, a lot of books. A lot of books yep. have, have, um, straight protagonists. And, um, so I wanted to recommend, uh, some some uh, queer characters. And I was wondering I just, when I this just, author would make an appearance here. I, I, well, you know, I had a different one on here, but then I was like, oh, wait, we don't have any Casey McQuiston. Let's do Casey McQuiston. I'm doing red, white, and royal blue. Now, you're going to say, how do, could I actually relate to a prince and, and the president's <laughs> son? And I'm going to say you can, because this is all about love, enemies to lovers, forbidden love. Um, it's such a great, well, uh, uh, well-written book. I think most people who, if you don't read romance, romance is usually something that is a little bit easier maybe to read. Not necessarily, but this book is just will fly right through. And it's one of those that you will, you do want to know what's happening. It's kind of like just reading like gossip. Like you're like, oh, I just can read gossip about these two like Hell yeah. hot men. Uh, <laughs> like I'm into it. Give them, give me that hot, book. Hot goss with hot guys. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all that's you need. That could really break you out of a slump. Break you out of a lot of things. What? <laughs> I don't know what. That wasn't a good... I'm all punned out. Miller gave me ice cream before this. Now, now I'm sleepy. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm going to say red, white, royal, blue. Could I did be a pick great you up. With, buster. I texted Bria. And I was like, I'm going to be there in 10 minutes. Bring a spoon. Yeah, and I said, oh, I think Siri messed up. Because I thought you meant, I thought you probably said be there soon. No. <laughs> but you said bring a spoon. And then I texted, I was like, nope. I'm serious. Bring a spoon. Well, Mallory got a free ice cream for being so hot, so she gave it to me. That's actually true. Shout out. No, you know, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> All right, what's your next one? Uh, my next up is my lone horror pick for this list because we all know that if I had my druthers, I would just recommend nothing but haunted house books. Trying to restrain myself. This actually would have made my best of 2022 list, but I'm only allowed, I only allowed myself a single haunted house book. Um, so I'm talking about it here. It's Beneath the Stairs by Jennifer Fawcett. So um, here's all these all awesome wheelhouse things. In the woods, near an almost abandoned town, there is an unusual house where a terrible crime took place decades before. And the main character, when she's a teenager, sneaks into it with her best friends. Uh, but one of the friends is changed by the house forever. And 20 years later, um, the main character gets word that that same friend went back into the house and something awful happened. Now she has to return to the town and get to the root of like the darkness of the house if she wants to save her friend. Mm. It is just such a page turner. Mm. 
I loved it. It will hook you instantly because you're like from go, you're like, I need to know what happened to that house. I need to know what happened to her friend. I need like there's so many layers of of compelling things that it's like a what are those big things? A jawbreaker that has a, like takes you forever to eat because there's like five million layers. Is that a jawbreaker? I no, it's a what do like you a call giant those candies. What are those called, Sean? There's something not a gumball, but like it's, it's like a ball. Yeah, and it's got different layers. It's, it's I think not it's a, a jawbreaker. jawbreaker. Is it a jawbreaker? I don't think Sean's ever heard of this. Well, I, we don't have them in Australia. You don't have Joss? <laughs> oh, yeah, what it is they a jawbreaker. It is a jawbreaker. What do they have? What is it called? They don't have an Australian version? I guess maybe they do. Maybe, they, maybe things have changed. Maybe things have changed. I'm looking this up. Australian jawbreaker. Australian. Very different jawbreaker. Gobstopper. Gobstopper. It's a gobstopper. Oh, my God, yeah. Gobstopper from the Australia's Sweets Company. No, but a gobstopper is what you're thinking of also that has the yeah. many layers. Yeah. Anyway, that's what this book is, but with compelling storylines. Gobstopper of stories. <laughs> it's really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Bria, what is your next one? This is a book I feel like I can recommend to anyone. Um, and if you're reading, you're like, I want to read something of substance, but and it makes me feel like maybe I'm learning, but I, I'm having trouble getting into a book. Like, I just can't pay attention. I can blanketly recommend Homegoing by Yaa Jesse. Um, it takes place over the course of three centuries. You're like, that's a long book. It's not that long of a book. Don't worry. Every chapter, it's it's. There's these two sisters who are both in Ghana, and at the beginning, um, they are separated and go have very different uh, life things happen. Um, and each chapter switches back and forth between a different descendant of one of those sisters. I, I've talked about this before on the show. Um, and I think if you're having trouble concentrating on a book and sticking with one, don't worry. Each chapter is about a different person. So like <laughs> each one, all you have to know is it's from this descendant or this descendant, which they remind you, she reminds you of, so it doesn't, you'll figure it out very quickly. Um, and it's just one that can really get you going and mm-hmm. remind you of why you love reading because it's just such a compelling book. It's an interesting book. It's an important book. Uh, uh, and uh, deals with a lot of big issues, but it's just a really good, solid read. It, I I remember reading and just being like, I am blown away by this book. Uh, and so I think it could definitely get people out of reading slumps, especially if you're a person like me who, again, you're like, how about another book in space? And I'm like, you know what? How about one that brings me back down to earth? You know, <laughs> this one could really do it. Uh, what's your next pick? My next one is by a mystery writer that we both love. Oh, uh, yes. It is The Cutting Season by Attica Locke. Uh, you got history, you got murder, and even better, you got two murders <laughs> and two different timelines that our main character who manages a plantation turned event space in Louisiana has to solve. Uh, this is another one that'll reach out of the pages and yank you right in. Parallel timeline murder mysteries are just a guaranteed slump buster. Yeah. This is a plot book for sure. It is so compelling. I know we, know we have a lot of listeners to the show who love parallel timelines. Like two similar things are happening like 100 years apart in the same space. You from go, you just, you are really, you, you're, you're rooting for this poor stressed out lady as she's trying to solve these murders that are happening at this place that she works. Um, and you're also finding out her connections to this place and how these murders are connected. It's just, it's, uh, it's so, so compelling. It is so good. Uh, Bria, what is your next one? I want to make sure I included a, a, a fun YA book um, in here. And, um, you know, sometimes shit is dark and you want like a book that helps you escape a little bit. And this one, what if you had a bunch of fun teenagers who all met on social media and they team up with an internet AI who loves cats to solve a crime, uh, to solve one of their problems. Um, that is Catfishing on Catnet by Naomi Kritzer. I love this. I loved the second one in this series as well. Um, there's some content warnings. It's not all fun and games, um, but uh, it is such a book with wonderful character development, uh, fun stuff. 
And it's kind of silly to read something from a point of view of an AI, so it'll really keep you going, and it's just a fast-paced uh, book that um, I remember reading it. I was just like, how how much, how, I keep using the word fun, but it is a fun concept, and it's really heartwarming, and it's a bunch of kids from kind of different backgrounds who all sort of just get along because they're on this website, and we've all been there where we're like, I'm mm-hmm. the only person like me. Turns out there's a lot of people who you can bond with over various things, and um, just, just a great little book uh, for people that I think can help. Slump, unslump your slump. <laughs> Straighten out your slump. <laughs> Straighten out your slump. I don't know. Uh, which, what is your last one? Nope, second to last one. Uh, I think you're probably going to co-side on this. Uh, I think I'm just going to recommend an entire author. Uh, I love this, yes. Uh, and thanks to you and the Glassers, I finally jumped on the Simone St. James train last year. And it was one of those things where I got one of her books from the library, finished it, and then immediately went on bookshop.org and ordered a fuckload of her books. Uh, I started with The Other Side of Midnight uh, and adored it. It's a little historical romance, a little supernatural mystery, all awesome. It's about a psychic in London in the 1920s who has to solve the murder of her biggest rival and best friend. It must team up with a very infuriating and very sexy skeptic who works as a medium debunker. So uh, they're kind of at odds, but they also think both of each other are kind of hot. Honestly, you could pick up any of her books, though, and then they would get you reading again. Like, she is such a compelling author. She, from Go, like, you just open her books and you fall right into them. Um, she wrote um, The Broken Girls, uh, The Sundown Motel, yeah, which that is was, a that big was a one. parallel mystery, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's just a great author. Uh, what is your next one? Um, since you're naming a big author, I thought I'd also name one, which is Taylor Jenkins Reid. Ooh. Y'all can pick up any Taylor Jenkins Reid. It's kind of great. I actually weirdly haven't read Daisy Jones. That's so funny. That's the one that I haven't read, which is so weird. But the one I would love to recommend is Evelyn, uh, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Big Y'all, Glasser book. Glassers might remember that I read all the books that had the word seven in them a couple of years the ago. Seven, the Seven Somethings of Evelyn something. Yeah, yeah. And then one was like The Seven Deaths, Seven and a Half Deaths. Anyway, um, this one was so good. Um... I was thinking about how I, I recently gave this book to somebody. Uh, I won't say how this exactly happened, but this person had to be in quarantine. And um, I brought them this book, and they loved it. And I was like, great. Ooh. I know this is a book I can just, like, give someone. And you're in quarantine. You can't fucking leave. And this person was, like, in a hotel room and couldn't leave. Oh, and that's no. horrible. Right? So what did you, um, like, slip it underneath the door? Uh, no, I just handed it to them. But, <laughs> but they couldn't leave the hotel. Um, and, like, this is such a great book because it really— you don't have to love old Hollywood, but if you do, it's helpful. You don't have to love queer stories, but if you do, it's helpful. But it kind of, like, hits on a bunch of stuff, and it's all told from the point of view of this woman, this woman who is an actress who um, is being interviewed by this other young woman. And it's just, like, a really great way into the story, so you kind of get, like, a modern-day thing mixed with this woman's stories of her seven husbands. And it's just... and <laughs> also, Too many husbands. The other thing you can know is that there's only seven. So you know you're going to get to the end of this book once you get towards number five. You're like, I'm almost through. <laughs> like, you know, it's like you know the structure of the book, which mm-hmm. is kind of helpful, I think, with book slots. Yeah. Because you know what's coming next. You're like, okay, I've seen the movie. I know what's coming next. I know there's seven husbands. You know what I mean? Like, you're, yeah. you're getting through it. Uh, what is your, what's your next one? Your my, last one. My last pick uh, is a book that I read last year and loved. It's called Monkey Beach by Eden Robinson. So this is another literary fiction book that I just fucking love. It is, uh, this is it's a story about a teenage boy who disappears at sea uh, and his wayward sister uh, has to return to the family and she needs to assist the search and rescue efforts while hiding her own secrets from the family. And it's just got gorgeous writing. It's got family drama. I put this in here because I know a lot of people love a family drama. It's got secrets. It's also kind of a coming of age story. And in the midst of all the grief and drama, it will also make you laugh because um, 
don't worry, this book is not too heavy. I think sometimes when a book is really heavy, you're like, don't want to read it and that gets you into a slump. Um, so the family is of the indigenous uh, Haisla people up in Canada, and you are going to love all of them. So the uncle is a native rights activist who's obsessed with Elvis. Uh, <laughs> the grandmother is the kind of like grumpy guardian of tradition. Uh, and their parents are like constantly struggling to blend their traditions with Western culture to some very funny results. And it's just a banger of a book. And if you, again, like I know people... Family drama is like a really big thing for a lot of glassers and, uh, you know, because you have all these interesting characters that you care about and you suddenly when, when you like get invested in a whole family, suddenly you're invested in the whole book. Uh, and I really think this will do that for you. Um, so hopefully uh, these these will bust bust your slumps. And if you have a favorite slump busting book, you can send it to Reading Glasses Podcast at gmail.com. It's Ghostbusters. This is oh, book, oh my God! Books on Busters. Who are you gonna call, <laughs> Mallory and Bria? <laughs> it's me and you with the with the with the what do they call the um the 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 shooter things? Oh, oh, yeah. What Someone out, some nerd out there is. It's- Screaming! Yo, sorry. Screaming. So I should know this. This is something I, know, I should know. But we have one of those. But instead of if shooting, I had that ice cream. I shooting. <laughs> the ice cream makes me dumber. Uh, proton blasters. But instead of uh, like light and electricity coming out, it's just books, and we are shooting it at a giant yeah. slump. Uh, there you go. Well, you're welcome for that. <laughs> Now it's time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Abby writes in, Dear Brian Mallory, greetings. I was accepted to grad school recently for a program in library and information sciences. I'd like to be a public librarian. Congratulations, uh-huh. Abby. But listening to your podcast and hearing how grad school has killed so many people's reading lives, I'm a little afraid. Will my robust and rewarding reading life survive going to school and working at the same time? How can I keep my reading mojo through the harrowing trial that is grad school? I think this would be an excellent episode topic, and I would love some advice. Thank you both for your insightful and entertaining conversations on the bookish life. I love the podcast. Bria, you've been through grad school, so take it away. Went there, did that, got a master's. Um, Don't worry, I had more ice cream, so now it's going to be mean (laughs) nonstop talking. Frantically refueling yourself with vegan soft serve. Mm -hmm. Um, Listen. We have scared people about grad school, Mallory. We've really scared them. People, got, I'm scared about grad people, school. People, you can go to grad school. It's okay. I know. I you know. can go. And don't let reading glasses stop you. Like, don't let us stop you. The more educated people hey, out there, it's the not better. Our fault. It's grad school's fault. I want you to be educated. We want this. We need more educated people. This is important for us as a society to have educated people. Don't let us stop you. So, okay. I went to grad school. And I do a book podcast. I still read. I, it's not all bad. I'm going to get you there. All right. First, congratulations on getting in. This is huge. We are happy to have another motivated librarian Woo. in our uh, in the classers and in the world. Second, you're going to read so many interesting things in grad school. You're going to have such a blast in reading. Not all of this is going to be interesting. Some things you're going to be like, I cannot believe I have to read this. But <laughs> there's going to be a lot of things, especially as a librarian, you're going to read to read all sorts of stuff about like public policy and like things that you are truly very interested in. Um, uh, okay. So, you'll read all these interesting things, but maybe your fun reading life will suffer a little bit. And that's okay. Like, there are times in your life where, like, my life, sometimes I'm shooting a movie, I'm not going to have time to read stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. I can read, like, three pages of a comic and then I fall asleep on the floor. Like, or I don't (laughs) read anything. There are many days when I'm shooting a movie, I do not read one sentence that is not of this movie. And that is okay. We have times where we 
sacrifice our reading. <laughs> it happens. True. It's okay. Um, grad school is a time when you are super busy and you're going to learn things and you're going to become an excellent librarian and I'm very happy for you. So focus on that and don't fret about what you are and you are not reading, okay? For me, grad school uh, uh, was a time where I read a lot of stuff that I still think about all the time. It just wasn't the things I necessarily wanted to be reading, but I did learn a lot at, during that time. Um, it was also a time I got into comics. That was a big time for me because I felt like it was something I could read that wasn't hard. It was a lot of pictures that really helped me. And now I'm a big comics reader. And that was really important for me and my growth as a comics lover. Um, I also read a lot of magazines. So many magazines at the time. And that is still reading. Still reading. As we will say, any a fucking picture book is still reading if it is what you want to be doing. Quick articles, bright colors. These things are helpful for your grad school experience. Just think about what you'd show a five-year-old. That was me. So I'm going to say get yourself the following, okay? Some great graphic novels. A few books of poetry. Ooh, okay? good idea. And some interesting magazines. And keep those on hand for when you do have a minute because then you're going to feel like you did something for yourself, which is the biggest part of these times, these trying times in our lives. I think it's like maybe when, I haven't had a child, but like when you have a baby, when you are start doing something really hard. You do have birthday of the dog. I do have he a dog. He requires a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> not like a baby. Uh, but sure, there's times where I think these times of sacrifice where we're doing things that we know at the end we're going to be really happy we did them or things that we have to do, things that you're like, wow, I don't want to do this thing, but I have to do it. And that sucks. And you get off your schedule. And like, I'm a person who's very like, oh, my schedule is like the most important thing for me. But if you can like do one or two things for yourself every so often, read a magazine article. I, I read a lot of Oprah magazine during grad school, tons of Oprah magazine. And I think I'm the better for it, you know? <laughs> Learned a lot. Oprah has a lot of book reviews in that magazine. Hey, Oprah does yeah. not slack on the book reviews. She does not. Uh, so it helped me find books. It helped me think about authors, even if I wasn't reading them. Um, so I think you're not going to have time to read this some massive epic uh, 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 novel or some epic series. No, probably not. But you can get to those poetry books that you've always been meaning to read, and yeah. you can probably discover some love of some other types of books that maybe you weren't reading before. So just don't think about it as like a pause in your reading. Instead, think about it as a way that, first of all, you're going to be reading. You're reading a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. But you're, you can supplement your normal reading with different stuff that maybe you wouldn't normally look into reading, like like books of poetry, right? Yeah. Or like comic books. Um, and again, congratulations. This is going to be a great time in your life, and you're going to be better for it at the end. And so I think that it's going to be worth it. There yeah. are these things we do that are that are worth it, right? Mm -hmm. What, what do you have for um, our dear future librarian? I have not gone through grad school, but I will give you the tips that I use when I'm writing and researching a book. Yeah. Um, and reading literally hundreds of research books. Um, so first thing, uh, like Bria said, I'm nice to myself. I do not shame myself if I'm not reading every day or even every week um, because that's the first step of a slump is like feeling bad in some way. And then I set myself up for success. I make sure I'm picking books that are light and fun and easy to get into. This is not the time to read complicated honkers. This is mm -hmm. not the time to start the 35 book long series that you've been looking at for a while. Uh, but mostly the, my biggest tip that I'm going to give to you is I give myself permission to read only a little bit at a time. Uh, yeah. I definitely find that the longer that I go without reading for fun, the harder it can be to get back into it. Mm. So I'll try to just read a chapter before bed, like Bria said, read a graphic novel, read a poem, you know, every night just to keep my brain in the habit. Um, and you don't need to power through a book a week. You don't even need to read a book a month, but yeah. 
Yeah, you know what I loved reading at the time uh, this is that I would buy um, Real Simple magazine and read about cleaning. <laughs> and I didn't do any cleaning. I just read about the cleaning. And I was like, wow, what a, what a wonderful thing to read about. Like, they're like, did you know baking soda takes out this thing? I'm like, I didn't. And you're now I'm like, in the, dirty, the dirtiest dorm room ever. And you're like, man, wow. Look at all these I did not tips. live in a dorm room during grad school. Come on. I don't, I've never been. <laughs> I, I've never been inside of a dorm. Oh, that's not true. I visited a friend once, but I don't know how that, that stuff works. I never lived in a dorm. Oh. Yeah. What did you live in? In a... Oh, a house? Yeah. A house with a bunch of punk kids. Oh. <laughs> a sorority house. Basically a, a, a punk house. Um, I lived in a lot of various places, but UT has a weird system with, like, the dorms where you don't... It, there's so many freshmen that there's not enough dorms for all of them, so... Oh, wow. Anyway. So they just throw them out on the street. Yeah, they just throw you right out on the street. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Again, I've never been been to grad school. I've never been to college. I I did a year of community college. That's about as far as I went, but there's no dorms there. Um... But again, you know, I'm I'm a historian. I write uh, my last book, Girly Drinks. I read like 500 fucking books for it. I'm not exaggerating either. And it was funny because the first year I was working on it, I'm like, man, why am I not? I'm just not reading so many books. I yeah. looked at like my book buddy and I was like, what's going on? And then it was either you or Lauren who was like, Mallory, you were literally reading hundreds of books yeah. for work. And I was like, oh, yeah. So that try to remember that, that you're not, it's not like you're not reading. Mm-hmm. You're just not reading. You're reading for work. So just get... Give yourself a little 15 minutes at the end of the day to read a poem or an article or a graphic novel or a chapter of a book. Mm-hmm. And don't put any more pressure on yourself. Don't stress out about it. Also, here's a little grad school tip. In grad school, you often get to choose a paper, that what you're going to write your paper about. Write it about something that you want to read. <laughs> there you go. Like, if you were, like, like hot grad school, you know, yeah. like, if you're, like, I, especially if you're going to be a librarian, you're going to be, like, listen, uh, I think I need to do a paper on the importance of YA books. Hell uh, yeah. The YA books that have come out in the last year, and, like, get yourself to, you get to read a ton of YA books. I remember in grad school, a girl I know did a paper on, um, uh, horror movies, and I was, like, why did I not think to do that? You're, like, <laughs> like it's all about it. horror movie history, and I was, like, that's what I should have studied. Didn't, but should have. Uh, so mostly, I think what we're both saying is no pressure, no stress, and uh, try to just uh, have fun and be nice to yourself. Don't make it so, like, don't make it one more thing that you're like, oh, I, I wrote this paper today, and I read this book, and now I have to read for fun. Like, yeah. don't, that's not do, fun. That's not, fun. that's not reading for fun. That's reading for obligation. Do not do that to yourself. Just find something, whatever it is, out of all the things we named that you enjoy, and maybe, maybe it's not before you go to bed. Maybe it's 15 minutes when you wake up in the morning, or lunch, or just... Yeah, carve a little tiny little space out for yourself every day. Even if you're reading articles about cleaning your grout. Listen, there's something really enjoyable about that. <laughs> the same way I love watching the Instagram posts where people put organized things into little boxes and containers. Sean, I feel like you'd like that too. Where there's like Sean nuts. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like they they have the things in little containers and then they take them out of the container. They got them and they put them in a new container. And I'm like, oh, I, like cereal. Yes. See, I would so never do that relaxing. myself. Relaxing, Sean. You know what I'm talking about? Mine is all that. Can you come too. over to my house? Because Jeremy gets really mad because he's always like, Mallory, who opened the cereal box? Fucking Godzilla. Like, I don't try the flaps. I just rip the cardboard open. Wow. You could decant it into a new container. Decant it? I don't know. But it's for something about it is really, it's like, I don't even like doing it at home, but I love watching the videos of something. Oh, yeah. Doing. I get that. I will not do it in my own home, though. My home is, I've started moving over to the decanting system. All right, I'm inviting you both over my house <laughs> so you can decant my protein cereal, my magic spoon, Ta-da. sponsor of the show. Uh, so if you want us to solve your reader problem, especially if it's grad school related, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com.
Bria, can you believe the Maximum Fun Drive is almost over? It's going, going, gone. <laughs> Right now, you can go to MaximumFun.org slash join to join and support reading glasses for as little as $5 a month. Or you can upgrade your existing membership. And $5, it gets you Slack channel access, Zoom parties, anticipated book episodes, BOCO, and personalized book recommendations, or a gift rack for a friend. It helps us pay our bills, helps us keep putting out the show every single week, and helps fill our hearts with love from you which is the greatest gift of them all. <laughs> you only have one day left, so don't do that thing where you open it up and you click on the thing and you're like, I'll get to this later. No, you got to do it right now. You're going to forget. And I know that because I always forget and I'm always like, crap, I missed out on this thing. So please right now go to MaximumFun.org slash join to join and support Reading Glasses. Help us make this show that we put out every week and we put so much of our hearts and and out and work and souls and chocolate bars and glasses of bourbon into That's- please help us do it yes what? and join us today at 5 p.m for live book recommendations even if you've already joined if you can't join join us at 5 p.m and cheer us on as we give new and upgrading members live book recommendations over on our instagram live join <laughs> join join <laughs> 